1: Life begins the moment we believe. We can know the risen Christ personally right now, today. Life is good. Knowing Jesus is so far better, so much greater. Knowing Jesus is what true life is all about. Jesus says, I am the life. Life with Jesus is a life of joy. It's a life of joy inexpressible. It's a life of right reality. It's living in light instead of living in darkness. Living with hope instead of depression and hopelessness.
0: Can you imagine a life where today's bad news can't touch your joy? A life where all the world around you is falling apart, but it can't make your hope falter, even for a second? Today, Pastor Dave is going to show us that's the kind of life that Jesus offers us. Jump into eternal life today and leave your fear behind. Now, here's Pastor Dave in the book of John chapter 14 as he continues his message, The Most Radical Claim.
1: You are There were hundreds of references in the Old Testament about the way to God or the way of God. And the Jewish person knew and believed that God had a way and a path where they could walk in life. The disciples knew this growing up in the Hebrew faith. And even in this time of great confusion, they still believed in God. But Thomas vocalizes what everybody was thinking, what everybody was wondering. Lord, where are you going? How can we know? Very clearly, very distinctly, Jesus says, I am the way. Notice, he didn't point to a path. He didn't say, that's the way to go. Many of us are pointed to a path in which they think we should go. Parents, teachers in schools, mentors, people we look up to, they all point away, this is the way you should go. Not Jesus, he doesn't say that. Jesus says, I am the way. There's a big difference in the statement here. I am the way. What is he saying? The way to where? To where he was going. Where was he going? Back to the Father. Jesus is saying, I am the way to the Father. I'm the way to heaven. And this completely blows out of the water, that idea that all roads lead to God. Right away. There is no Accuracy in that statement whatsoever. There is only one true living God. And Jesus is the way to the one true living God. You know, when he was warning the disciples, warning them about false prophets, that there would be wolves coming in sheep clothing, he clearly said that straight is the gate, straight is the way to the gate, and narrow is the way that leads to life. And few find it. Many of us have tried to find our own way. Frank Sinatra made a fortune about telling you he did it his way. Many of us have tried it. Solomon warned us in Proverbs 16, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the way leads to death. The way it leads to death. Many of us have experienced this death. Many of us. You might say, Dave, that's way too narrow. I don't believe that. I believe there are many ways to God. Now, in this world that we live in, there are many ways to various gods, small g. There are many, many ways, but there is only one way to the true and living God. You know, let's face it. You probably haven't realized this, but life can be pretty confusing at times. Life can be pretty bewildering at times. Life can be anxiety-producing at times. And like the disciples, you want to know the way to go. And Jesus is saying, I am the way. What's he doing here? He's inviting his disciples. He's inviting you. He's inviting me to come out of the dark place, to come out of the dark place into his marvelous light, to come to a place where he is I am the way. He says, in these uncertain times, in these uncertain times, come out of those dark places. Come to me. I am the way. He's making it quite clear. There should be no doubt in our mind of the way. Jesus is the way. He's the key. He's the door. He's the straight path. Come on. Now, men, we don't ask for direction. I even fight with my GPS. We don't ask for directions. But if you're driving down the road and you see a bridge and there's a great big sign that says bridge, wouldn't you think that the bridge was there and you wouldn't go the other way to find the bridge? I mean, come on. There is no way to heaven but through the cross of Jesus Christ. That is the way. That is the way. No other way. But Jesus isn't finished with that statement. He's just beginning. He's like, he's just warming up. And next he hits him with, I am the truth. He says, I am the way. And he says, I am the truth. Now, in a few years, we're going to get to chapter 18. <laughs> and Jesus is going to stand before Pontius Pilate. And Pilate's going to say, are you a king? And Jesus will say these words You said it, I am a king. To this end I was born, and for this cause I came into the world, that I might bear witness of the truth. And then Pilate looks right into the eyes of Jesus Christ. He looks right into the eyes of truth standing before him, and he says, What is truth? Why did he say that? It's the question of the ages. It's the question of all ages. Men have been seeking the answer to that question for all eternity. What is truth? Philosophers fight over it constantly. But what's interesting is that even when men have rejected the real truth, they continue to search for the truth, even though they now confess that truth doesn't exist. But they continue to search for it. They continue to search for truth. Because in their worldly wisdom, they haven't found truth. It's wrong to conclude that truth does not exist. It's better to announce their ignorance. But see, the word philosophy comes from the two Greek words, which means love of wisdom. What are we talking about here? Pride. They won't confess their ignorance. When by intellect man seeks to discover God, he always comes up with a profession of ignorance or a confession of ignorance and becomes agnostic. What does that mean? Without knowledge. It means without knowledge of God. You're agnostic. See, God reveals himself. And a little child is better to guide you to the truth and understanding of God than people with all these great letters behind their name who are searching for the truth, who are looking for the truth. Why? Because the natural man cannot understand the things of the Spirit. Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born of the Spirit. To see spiritual things, you must be born of the Spirit. Not born of the flesh, born of the Spirit. Born of the Spirit. If you're born of the Spirit, you can discern spiritual things. You know what the Spirit is speaking about. Man, through his intellect, has searched for the truth and has not discovered it. Jesus clearly says, I am the truth. I am the truth. Jesus often spoke about truth. Remember what he said to the woman at the well? True worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. He told the disciples that if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you... Jesus taught truth. Jesus lived the truth, and now he says, I am the truth. I don't really believe that we can grasp this radical statement. I really think it's difficult for our finite brains to grasp this radical statement of what Jesus is saying here. Think about this. This is what Jesus is saying. People long to know the truth. The truth is not some abstract thing that we can't gain. The truth is a person. And his name is Jesus Christ. And that's not abstract. Jesus says, I'm the truth. Search no longer, friends. Search no longer. We are no longer in the dark. Jesus has revealed the truth to us. The beauty and the wonder of this truth is that it isn't an abstract concept. It's not inaccessible, and it's not gained through some esoteric philosophy. It's gained simply by believing in who Jesus Christ is, accepting his sacrifice on the cross. Truth is a person Jesus has revealed God to us. Granted, He's infinite. God is all powerful, all knowing, all loving. But God is a person, which means we as humans, made in the image of God, can know Him. We can know God. Jesus revealed this to us profoundly when He said, I am the truth. When a truth seekers encounters this, your life changes. Your life completely changes. Jesus is not just the truth for those who believe. Jesus is the truth, period. Exactly. Jesus wasn't finished there. He wasn't finished there. You know the next one. He says, I am the life. You know, this is actually the second time that Jesus claimed to be the life. Remember, in Lazarus' resurrection, he told Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Here he was speaking of eternal life. And the Bible speaks of the spiritual life that we have. And that's what he's referring to here. A person can be physically alive, but spiritually dead. Because they don't have Jesus in their heart. They haven't accepted his sacrifice. But Jesus is speaking about spiritual life. Jesus speaks to those who have heard his word and believed on him that have been sent as having passed from death to life. When you believe in Jesus Christ, you go from death to life. He said this in John He that believes on the Son has life, and he that believes not on the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. Jesus was claiming that all who believed in him would be raised up after death and give eternal life. But eternal life doesn't begin after our physical death. When does eternal life begin? The day you're saved, on the day of your salvation, eternal life begins. On the day of your salvation, John 17, Jesus says, This is eternal life, that you know the one true God and me, the Christ whom he sent. Eternal life is knowing God, knowing Jesus. Eternal life begins the moment we believe. We can know the risen Christ personally right now, today. Life is good, but knowing Jesus is so far better. So much greater. Knowing Jesus is what true life is all about. Jesus says, I am the life. Life with Jesus is a life of joy. It's a life of joy inexpressible. It's a life of right reality. It's living in light instead of living in darkness. Living with hope instead of depression and hopelessness. Jesus is the life. In him we have spiritual life today. And life in heaven hereafter. He is the root from which we draw the sap of life. His resurrection power courses through our veins. Same power that rose Jesus from the grave lives in us because of him. And may I say, there is no outside life except through Jesus Christ. If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ, you are living in darkness. You are living in darkness. These were radical claims made by Jesus Radical claims. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And then he wraps it up with one statement. And this might be the most radical claim of all. Let's read verse 6D. No one comes to the Father except through me. This shouldn't surprise us. If he's the way, the truth, and the life, it only natural follows that there's no other way to get the to the Father. What about those who never had a chance to believe? Well, what about those people? What about those who have never had a chance to believe? Well, if you read the book of Romans, which Bill just went through until chapter 4 or 5, you're supposed to look at creation and realize that there's someone greater than you who made creation, and then he will introduce you to Jesus Christ. Because if you say, If he didn't believe, if these people didn't believe, what if they can't believe? And if you say, well, they're going to be saved this way, isn't that another way? What does the scripture say? No one comes to the Father except through me. There is no other way. Make this statement out loud. Put it on Facebook and see what happens. Make this bold statement out loud and put it on Facebook and watch it light up. Watch it go viral as they say. Watch it light up and see what happens. This statement today is totally unacceptable. We live in a day when truth is not the sole property of one religion or any one philosophy. We live in what they call a postmodern day where there is no truth. Listen to what the great spiritual leader Gandhi said. God cannot be an exclusive father, and I cannot say that Jesus was uniquely divine. He was as much God as Krishna, Rama, Mohammed, or Zorostar. Okay, Gandhi said that, but I'm going to take Jesus at his word. I'm going to take Jesus as his word because you know what? Read the end of Gandhi's book. At the end when he was dying, he said, I'm not the way. I didn't find it. I don't know it. Read it. They all professed not to know all the way down the line. If then Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, there is no other way through the Father. Jesus leaves all doubt about his assertion here that all roads lead to heaven is a lie straight from the pit of hell. It's a lie straight from the pit of hell. And Jesus exposes it with this claim. But our buddy Peter, who we pick on all the time, our buddy Peter, you know, these guys, I can't wait to meet some of these guys. Our buddy Peter, overflowing with the Holy Spirit, stands up and says this in Acts 4, verse 12. Almost the same thing. Listen to Peter's words, inspired by the Holy Spirit, with the Holy Spirit rushing through his veins. and He boldly pronounced, neither is there salvation in any other. Talking about the name of Jesus. For there is none other name under heaven among men, whereby we must be saved. This is what Jesus claims. He is the only way to the Father. There is no other way. And what did he do? How did he prove that? The very next day, he hung on a cruel Roman cross with his hands pierced and his nails pierced and a crown of thorns on his head. He hung there for you and for me and for the entire world. He hung there. He took the sin upon himself and removed that barrier of our sinness that kept us from God. And then he rises from the dead and calls us to believe. And that's your choice. That's your choice. Believe in Jesus or not. It's a simple choice. When we do believe in Jesus, he unites us with the Father. We're united with him and we're united with the Holy Spirit. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, it is the only way. It is the only way. It is the one religion in the world that does not depend upon what you do, but solely depends upon what he did. We need to take notice here of our Lord's claim to absolute uniqueness. It has been well said that he does not say, I am one of many ways. I am an aspect of truth. I'm a phase of life. He doesn't say any of those things. He is uniquely the way, uniquely the life, the fullness of truth. He is everything, thing, and he's actually the source of life. All life is centered around him. He is pivotable to life. And in the end, it is he alone who can make essentially real in us what the truth is, and only he can impart life to others. Only he is the giver of life. The enemy, Satan, is mad because he can't give life. The only thing he can give is death. Oh, he'll promise you life, but he's a liar. This is why no one can come to the Father except through him. It is by the cross that Jesus proved himself to be the only way. It is by his words that Jesus proved to be the only truth. And it is by his resurrection that he proved to be the only life. He is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. And the Lord is questioning his disciples in this section. And he's basically saying, do you really know who I am? Have you really bought into the whole package of who I am? Do you truly know me as the way, the truth, and the life? Do you know that I am the one who has fully revealed the Father to you in such a way he's going to say, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you've known me, you've known the Father. Where does that leave us? Where does that leave us today? In the exact same place that the disciples were back then. Jesus is asking you today, do you truly know him? Do you truly acknowledge that he is the way? He is the truth and he is the life. And do you truly acknowledge that there's no other way to the Father except through him? He has revealed that to you. He has shown that to you. He has given you all opportunities to say, yes, this is what I believe. Now the choice becomes yours. The choice becomes solely yours. Do either believe or not. And we don't have an arm-twisting factor around here who are going to twist your arm and make you say something. That's totally up to you. Your belief is your belief. You want to believe? Great. We love it. We would love you all to believe. It's God's will that none should perish. It's God's perfect will that all would come to repentance and to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. You have to make that decision. That decision is yours, not mine. I cannot make that decision for you. I can't make it for my kids. I can't make it for anybody else. I had to make it for myself. It's like you have to make it for yourself. You have to decide today if these words are true, if these words mean what they say, or if this is just some fancy story. Only you can decide that in your heart. Only you can decide that in your heart for yourself. And I say that if you're one of those that have lost your way, you're one of those that have been seeking the way, but you can't find it. If you're one of those that have been searching for the truth, looking for different things and searching through books and looking in philosophy and looking in all sorts of things for the truth, If you're one of the things who feels like you're dead and you have no life and you have no possibility, no hope, no future. If you're riddled with anxiety, if you're confused, if you're bewildered, if you're depressed, if you're discouraged, if you have all these things going on and you just can't seem to grope because the darkness is closing in and it feels like you can't find yourself out. Jesus is standing there before you with his arms wide open. Arms wide open. And he's saying you in the most tenderest voice, child, daughter, son, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Won't you come and be with me? Won't you come and be one with me and the Father? Won't you forsake everything else and come to me? And that's what he's saying to you today. And that's what he wants you to do. Come to him freely, willingly. Come to him and find true life. Life everlasting. Somebody once asked me, Dave, how long is everlasting life? And I said, it's a long time. Life everlasting. That could begin today. It can begin today in your heart. The decision is yours.
0: Our time with you is coming to an end today on A Sure Hope. On our next edition, Pastor Dave Shank will continue this journey through the book of John. But for now, you can listen to more teachings from this series online at ashorehoperadio.com. We encourage you to download these messages so that they are available wherever you go. You can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Just search for A Sure Hope and see the latest editions as soon as they're posted. If you're enjoying these teachings and would like to get more involved with the church behind this ministry, we'd love to meet you at Calvary Chapel Cape May for a time of worship and Bible study. We meet weekly on Sundays at 10 a.m. Give us a call for more information. Our number is 609-884-5821. Again, that's 609-884-5821. Otherwise, you can visit Assure Hope Radio for times and directions. If you're not able to join us in person, we're streaming our services on Facebook Live. Just look for the link on our website at assurehoperadio.com. Thanks for listening to today's message in the book of John. We pray you continue to be blessed as you study the word and that you discover how God's doing great things in your life. We look forward to you joining us again as Pastor Dave has more to share from this book that entails where Jesus walked and the amazing wonders he performed while here on earth. He's still doing wonders today too. Come hear about that next time on A Sure Hope.